This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee. We just talked all about the the upcoming Celebrate St. James event coming up here this Saturday. A great way to uh, check out St. James if you've never been here. Mm-hmm. And if you have been, a great way to uh, for St. James, like you said, to say thank you to all of the people who've supported St. James throughout the years. A 10th year anniversary, so yes, big year and, and lots of exciting things. And Literally now, held open by the Holy Spirit, I think. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so uh, if I had a drum roll sound effect, I'd probably play it now. Because it, I know yeah. a lot of people are excited to hear from uh, the newly appointed bishop for the Diocese of Winona. Rochester, uh, Bishop Robert Barron, and he's on the phone with us right now. So, good morning, Bishop. Oh, no, did we lose him? He shut his window, and now he's like, he didn't jump out, I hope. All right. Well, hello, hello, Bishop? Good morning. No, I'm here. I can't oh, hear. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. There for a yeah, my I'm my lead-in wasn't as wasn't as nice as I thought. Um, so, <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, how 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 have you been? I've been good. Today is moving day, though, at my house here in Santa Barbara. I'm sitting in my office, and I'm surrounded by nothing. They moved everything out of the office. My room upstairs is pretty much emptied out. So the moving the trucks are leaving, I think, tomorrow to make their way to Minnesota. Fantastic. Really cool. We're excited to have you uh, so he's really co- coming. coming here. <laughs> it's yeah, funny how many, people, for sure. <laughs> how many people I've spoken to over the weekend who said, is he here yet? Is he here yet? Is Bishop Barron almost. here? Almost said. Well, he's he's almost here. He'll be here. Like the installations at the end of the month. You know, give the man time to, to move and everything. <laughs> so right. it's not like you're not a busy guy. Like right. I'm a little busy, but you know, it's good though. July typically for me is kind of a down month. We we didn't take a lot of appointments, and I didn't go on trips. It's kind of like a a little bit of a vacation month. So it's been good that way. It's given me time to get ready for this big move. Really cool. Um, so uh, one of the things I always love hearing from bishops is where they were when they got the call, you know, uh, the call yeah. from the nuncio that they were appointed, right. um, the, the new bishop. And I know I've heard different stories. I've heard from some, some priests that they've, they've hung up the phone. They thought it was a prank call. I've heard, <laughs> heard other ones who tell the nuncio, I'll call you back. And I, I forget which one right. that was. That might have been DeGroote who went and stared out into Lake Superior. And so that he could, you know, meditate on whether he was was ready for this or not. So, could you share with us a little bit about your story? You know, first, uh, first when you were called and told you'd become an auxiliary bishop, right? And then when you uh, become yeah. here to Rot- Winona, Rochester. Yeah. Well, the first one was, you know, what seven years ago, and uh, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I was just through with the masses. I was kind of tired, and you know, I was just lying on my couch watching golf. And this phone call comes, and it was the nuncio saying, you've been appointed Auxiliary Bishop of Los Angeles, which was completely shocking to me. I'm a Chicago priest. And I said to him, but I'm a priest of Chicago. And he said, we're sending you a long way from home. And that was it. And this one uh, was also on a Sunday, oddly. I was just back from a trip. I'd been to uh, Benedictine College, right, given uh, the commencement address. And I kind of a long trip from... Uh, Kansas by way of Denver. I got back to L.A. kind of late, and then I had a long trip up here to Santa Barbara. So I got to bed late, and the next day, we knew I'd be traveling, so we didn't have a mass schedule. So I just got up. I said mass in my private chapel here in the house, Mm -hmm. and I just went and made some scrambled eggs and sat down to eat. And while I'm eating, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning here, 
my cell phone rang, and I see this Washington number, you know, 202. And I thought, who is calling me from Washington at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning? <laughs> and it was the nuncio. And he said, it's just the way they always do. They don't, you know, propose it to you. They don't say, here's something we're thinking about. He said, the Holy Father has appointed you Bishop of Winona, Rochester. Like that. And that's, wow. that's it. That's how the call comes. So now, can you say no? Like, I've always wanted, has it, yeah. just be like, absolutely not, and like, hang up the phone? <laughs> you can in principle, but, you know, I, I would say, like, if you're, if you're dying, or there's some, you know, really uh, pressing reason why you couldn't do it. I say otherwise, though, you know, it's, you do what the church asks you to do. Right, yeah. That's true, and maybe but you, you can, sure, right in principle, you can say no. Well, right. it's kind of like getting it, because, you know, what they say is, the Pope has appointed you. That's the language they used. <laughs> so really, it's not um, so much an option as just, I'm going to gracefully accept whether I like it or not. It's, well, yeah, you're under authority. And uh, it's, I remember this years ago, Cardinal George of Chicago, who was kind of a mentor to me. And I, I was not a bishop at this point when he said this, but he said, when you become a bishop, it's like you're a member of a missionary religious order. Because you could just be like that, sent anywhere. Wow, you know, yeah. if you're like, he was a member of a missionary religious order, and they, right. okay, you're going to Sri Lanka, and then now you're going to Rome, and now you're going to... So that's the way it works with the, the bishop thing, too, is basically anywhere in the country you can be sent at the, you know, a moment's notice. Wow. Really cool. And I and I like that the story about, you know, the first time just sitting down watching golf on the couch, the other time sitting down to breakfast, right, finally after a lot yeah. of travel. Um, I think... It, it, it brings it home just how how ordinary normal. and normal, right? It human. sort of is, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's not, but at the same token that it's, you know, I think sometimes uh, it's hard for, we were just talking last segment, how it's hard for people to understand that, you know, priests are uh, are ordinary people. I think sometimes the same with bishops, <laughs> even more so. that <laughs> It's hard for people to yeah. picture, picture you guys doing ordinary things, right? Yeah, well, just in the, in the course of your life, and then just like that, it changed. Because I, what I did, so I hung up the phone, and what strikes you, both times this happened to me, I thought, okay, my whole life has just changed. Right, My whole yeah. life has just changed. So I made a beeline back to my chapel, which I just come from, <laughs> and I just, I prayed. I said, okay, Lord, you've just changed my whole life. Give me the strength to, to do this well. Wow, wow. Well, at least, so you know, cool. you're used to the Chicago weather, like... The Minnesota oh, yeah. stuff won't be so horrible for you. Won't be such a culture no, the people shock. out here, it's funny. They're, you know, I love California. I've, I've, I've loved it the last six years. But they're, you know, they're so spoiled in a way. It's like, oh, my God, Minnesota in the winter. I think, oh, come on. I, I grew <laughs> up in Chicago. I'm used to winters. So, no, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, it's kind of funny, too, because uh, I was just at the, the press conference last last week. Yeah, last week for Bishop Chad Zielinski, who's been named oh, the right. bishop of the neighboring diocese in New Ulm. And he's coming down from Fairbanks, right? So he said, right. this is perfect. He said, you know, this is just like being growing up in northern Michigan. He said, similar weather, you know, yeah. it's great and everything. So He's a good man. I, I was very happy to hear about that appointment. He's a very good guy. I've known him for a number of years and always admired him. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, so I think uh, another question uh, that I I actually asked at the the press conference, I was there at the press conference here at at the Co-Cathedral here Mm -hmm. in Rochester, Um, but uh, uh, another thing I think your average Catholic might not understand is the difference between being an auxiliary bishop and being a mm-hmm. bishop bishop, for lack of a better term, right? An ordinary, yeah. right, is the, is the canonical term. Could you kind of explain that and, uh, and what, that, what yeah. that difference is? 
sure, because an auxiliary just from the Latin word auxilium, which means help. And so you're a helper bishop. And usually auxiliaries are in big diocese, big archdioceses, where you know the the bishop, the ordinary, can't make his way around to govern the whole thing. So you're a your helper bishop, and so you're subordinate to the authority of the ordinary. When you become ordinary, well, then you're the one who makes the decisions. You're the one who's spiritually, financially, practically in charge of the diocese or the archdiocese. Right. So it's a, you know, it's a big change. Uh, I've been around the table when every major decision has been made in this archdiocese for the past six years, but I didn't have to make them. <laughs> you know, I was giving my advice or I was, you know, throwing my two cents in. But finally, it was Archbishop Gomez had to make the decisions. Well, now I'm the one that has to make the decision. So that's, mm. I think, the major difference. Really cool, yeah. Uh, and I, and what uh, what kind of excites you about that, moving from being a helper bishop, right, to being the ordinary, the, yeah. the bishop, the buck stops here guy uh, for a diocese? Yeah, a lot excites me about that because, you know, it's a chance to implement your, your own vision of things. So, again, out here, and I'm not complaining about it, but I was subordinate to Archbishop Gomez and to what he wanted to do and his vision of things. Um, but now I have a chance to say I, I'm going to try to shepherd this diocese and lead it in a particular way. I enjoy being rector of the seminary. So, like two assignments ago, I was I was rector of Mundelein Seminary, and you know there I was the I was the chief of that place, and I was able mm. to bring my vision to bear. Um, so, you know, I, I look forward to that very much. Just being a shepherd, being the shepherd of this diocese. Really cool. Uh, we're we're coming up on a break here in a few minutes, uh, but before we go to break, uh, what uh, what specifically excites you uh, about the diocese of Winona, Rochester? Oh, a lot. You know, I uh, I had never been to Rochester before the the that day of the press conference, but hmm. the very fact that we were we were literally surrounded by the Mayo Clinic, I right. thought was very interesting. And you know, here's let's face it, here's the greatest hospital in the world, and the greatest on right. the planet. And so something I've been really interested in in my evangelical work has been the religion science dialogue, because it's a mm-hmm. huge uh, block for a lot of young people. They think science has disproved religion and all this. So I, I love the prospect of being able to be in very close and steady dialogue with people at the Mayo Clinic, people in that part of the, you know, uh, the scene. I love Winona. I've been there a number of times over the years. Um, I'm especially excited about IHM Seminary. Because I'm a seminary guy. I spent a lot of my right, priesthood yeah. as a professor at the seminary and then as rector. So that excites me a lot, to be able to deal with those uh, those young guys. And then, of course, the university there in Winona, St. Mary's University. And then Mankato. You know, you got the Minnesota State up there. So I, I love the Newman Center uh, connection, too. Mm. Yeah, well, cool. I can tell you for sure the the seminarians are very excited to have you. Yeah. They, they hang out in here a lot, and when when the secret news came out that they weren't supposed to tell, but the secret seminarian network was working, <laughs> yeah. they they were in yeah. here and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you can't tell anyone, but it's going to be Bishop." <laughs> <Baron and> I, <laughs> one of the very first things I'm going to do, it's on my calendar already, is to meet with all the seminarians. Oh, they will they will be thrilled about that. Really, cool. yeah, and it, yeah. That, that's a good um, um, uh, common thread, too, because Bishop Quinn was very passionate about education as well. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of the yeah. seminary in Detroit, Sacred Heart there. Um, right. And, uh, so and he taught classes at St. Mary's and all sorts of things. So he's very involved in education and, and of course, evangelization, too, with uh, St. Yeah. Paul Street evangelization. Bishop would go out, you know, at the uh, the plaza there in front of Mayo Clinic and a- answer people's questions and things like that. So uh, really yeah. cool that there's kind of that common thread uh, coming through. Of, he's such of a, a fine. Man, yeah. I really, 
I really admire him, and I, I knew him in the Bishops Conference a little bit, but really like him and admire him, so that's, that's great. Yes, he had a great, great heart for the youth and for people, just in general. Um, yeah. it's, it's exciting yeah. that hopefully you will just slide right into that role, and we won't lose that, because well, I know a lot God. of people were yeah. worried about that when we would transition, if we would have yeah. someone who loved the people as much as Bishop Quinn did. So it's, it's, it's exciting yeah. what we do. Well, we have sure. to head to a break here, but if you're just joining us, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio have the, the honor and the privilege of speaking with the new bishop for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Bishop Robert Barron, and uh, we'll talk about some more things uh, about him coming here to the diocese uh, just after the break. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky and Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee. Uh, you can hear the, uh, the uh, what do you call these things, the hand protectors for the cups being stamped yes. in the background. <laughs> so we are live and local here in Rock and Roll Rochester, and on the phone is uh, Bishop Robert Barron, as uh, as he shared with us. You know, uh, in the uh, the final stages of moving, in the final stages of of leaving California and, and moving here to Minnesota. Uh, so excited that uh, he w- had the time today to to join us on air, and uh, I wanted to uh, to share. As I mentioned, I was at the press conference uh, when the announcement was made here in Rochester. And one of the things I thought was really cool, and I 
think it was Bishop Harrington who mentioned it, you know, because we have a, the chance for questions and answers at the end. And he raised his hand and he said, I want to share something with you. He said, whenever I do my, my private mass, because he's retired now mm-hmm. um, and still mm-hmm. says his private mass, he said, I pause at the homily and I have the best guest homilist in the world. He's like, <laughs> I pull up your sermon for Sunday and I just listen to that for my homily. And so his question was, are you still going to be able to be involved with Word on Fire as well as shepherd the Diocese of Winona, Rochester? And what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been a full-time church administrator for the past 10 years. I was I was rector Mundelein for three years, then auxiliary bishop out here for seven years. And all that time, Word on Fire, you know, grew and prospered and so on. My involvement is about, I say about 10% of my time is Word on Fire, because I have to, I prepare a homily, which we record. I usually write a column about every week or 10 days, and we record that as a commentary. And I do a podcast show that comes out like once every couple weeks. So that's like my direct involvement. Most of Word on Fire is done by this great staff that I have that's all over the country in different offices. So it doesn't take up a huge amount of my time. So I, I was always able to do my administrative work, you know, along with Word on Fire. So that's a long way of saying, yes, Word on Fire will continue, as well as, you know, obviously my work as, uh, as Bishop of the Diocese. Really cool, really cool, and that's. Uh, I know so many people are kind of relieved to hear that because. Uh, well, you know, we're moving the studio. You know, we concerned, right? Yeah, we have a studio out here in Santa Barbara that that I record the homilies and commentaries, and we're in the process of moving that up to uh, up to Minnesota. So it'll it'll continue. There might be a little downtime while we're trying to right. make the transition, but uh, we'll get established up there too, someplace. Really cool, really cool. I know a lot of people are, are relieved to hear that because a lot of people are yeah uh, really enjoy that the the videos and the uh, the the homilies and all of that that you're able to yeah to they'll continue put out there. Really cool. They'll continue. Really cool. Um, you know we we only have so much time together. And again, thank you for joining us uh, today. Uh, is there a, a message that you'd like to share with the people of the diocese as they're kind of getting ready for you to to take the reins? I just finished the. Um the homily for the installation mass, you know, so I'm trying to think that through it. I'm, I'm delighted it's on the feast of, of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, these three mm-hmm. friends of Jesus. Yeah. And one thing I say in there is I think my basic job as the bishop of the diocese is to foster friendship with the Lord, and that's a way to sum up the Christian life. Uh, we don't just follow Jesus as a, as a teacher from a distant age. We're in a living relationship with him. And so everything you do, I think, as a bishop, comes down to that. If you're trying to foster a relationship between the Lord and his people. So that's, that's my message, is I, I want to be there, I hope, as a facilitator of, of friendship with Christ. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's exactly what you want to hear. And I, I look forward to hearing that, that homily at the installation. And, uh, you know, we, yeah. we still have a few technical details uh, to uh, touch base on. But as far as I know, we will be broadcasting the installation as live here on Real Presence no, Live. Um, and also, Great. you know, that that's a ticketed event because it's th- these installation masses for bishops. And it's not just because it's Bishop Barron, but I know I've been in other dioceses as well. When you get a new bishop... Everyone wants to come, of course, because everyone's very excited. So, you know, it has to be a ticketed event just to make sure that, you know, there's, there's enough room that the church isn't overflowing, that there aren't people, you know, lined up out 
outside in the parking Around lot. Around the corner, kinds of things, like going right? downtown. Uh, but you can join us. There will be a live stream, and you can join us on air oh, as well. Uh, for that, uh, the evening before, there will be Vespers uh, in Winona, and that, that event is open to the public, and there will also be a massive Thanksgiving on Sunday in Winona that's open to the public. So, uh, you know, if you're not among the, the chosen few uh, to, to attend the installation mass, uh, make sure to join for Vespers or that Mass of Thanksgiving. That's still a great way to participate in this exciting moment in the history of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, speaking of, of praying, uh, how can people pray for you as you prepare to, to take uh, your, your place here? I appreciate that. Uh, I'm a great devotee of the rosary. If people could pray a rosary for me. If I got the, everyone in the diocese to pray a rosary for me, I'd be delighted. Oh, that would be great. That'd well, be what, 100, 140,000 people praying a rosary. I, I would take that very happily. Well, we'll start spreading the word then. We can post that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mean that. If everyone that, yeah. can pray a rosary for me, I'd really appreciate that. It's really? kind of like when Pope John Paul took over, and he was like, "I need." He went to the hospital and said, "I need your suffering. I need your prayers for my right? ministry." Yeah. And like that's a yeah, that's yeah, a beautiful absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, uh, before we go, uh, well, actually, we have more time than I thought. Uh, just looking at the clock here, uh, so I guess I can ask um, how uh, how how do you feel uh, that God has prepared you, uh, maybe uh, specifically for taking over here in Winona, Rochester? How has he kind of been walking with you as you, as you prepare to take over here, uh, things like that? Oh, I suppose in a way you see your whole life as kind of a preparation. You know, all my years at the seminary as a teacher, as a writer, a speaker, so all that theological side. But then, as I say, the last 10 years of my life have been in church administration, running the seminary, and then being out here you know, in the largest archdiocese in the country. L.A. by far is the largest archdiocese. So there really is nothing that a diocesan bishop would confront that I haven't had some experience with. Well, it's, you know, being around the table for every major decision, there's, you know, I, I kind of saw it all. So right. I suppose in, in all those ways, you know, I look at look back now, the Lord's been preparing me to, you know, be the, the bishop of a diocese. In, in very recent days, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's been preparing me spiritually. I mean, I, I just, I think I said this at the press conference, maybe, uh, and it's true. The morning I woke up, I'm in the hotel, I forget which one it was, in Rochester, and um, I knew, okay, this is the day I'm going to be announced as bishop. I just got out of bed, I got down on my knees, and I said, Lord, please make me a good shepherd of this diocese. Mm. So, you know, I just been that's been my prayer the last several weeks. That's that's great to hear, and I I know people always love hearing that that, that bishops are are men of prayer too, which mm-hmm. you know seems common sense I think, but again, a lot of times it, you know bishop seems such a such an exalted thing. Again, we don't think of you doing ordinary things like. Oh my gosh! I'm going to be bishop. Lord, help me, please. You know. Yeah. I begin every every single day of my life. I begin with the holy hour. So I finished mine a, you know, a little while ago here, but that will continue. Awesome, awesome. And I know uh, Bishop Sheen was a big proponent of that, um, yep. and, and many yep. saints before him. So, uh, really, really cool. Uh, just a few minutes left. Uh, one question they asked at the press conference, and one that I've thought about too, is what what do you kind of see as the as the biggest challenge? Not not necessarily here, you know, on the ground in Winona, Rochester, because as you said, you know, you still need a little bit of time to to get a feel mm-hmm. for things and stuff like that. But just facing Catholics and, and bishops, I guess, uh, in the United States today. Yeah, it's disaffiliation of our own people. So the fact that so many, especially young people, are leaving the church. 
for every one person that joins the Catholic Church, more than six are leaving. So I think that has been for a long time problem number one. And I've been trying to address that, you know, in my Word on Fire work for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when I was chair of the Bishop's Committee on Evangelization, I, I tried to bring that to the attention of all my brother bishops. Like, this, I think, is, is issue one. So, you know, evangelization, evangelization, evangelization. I think that's the, the greatest um, call, you know, to all the leaders of the Church today. Absolutely. And uh, as you shared, there's already uh, uh, some... some uh, some prep work that's been done here on the ground with St. Paul Street Evangelization and, and a lot of the other initiatives yeah. here. So excited to, to have you come in and, and maintain and expand those efforts, uh, well, which I got, thought was really uh, cool. Michael Schmitz up there in Duluth. You've got St. Right. Paul. You've got the Net Ministries. Uh, you've got Bishop Cousins up there running the Eucharistic thing, which, which I started when I was chair of that committee and handed off to him. So there's a lot of synergy I think, up in Minnesota. It's interesting. A lot of energy around these issues of evangelization. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I liked, uh, as, I, as I shared with you off-air on my way in today, I listened to the interview uh, you did yesterday for the Word on Fire podcast, kind of about coming oh, yeah. to Minnesota, and just hearing you share the different stuff that's going on in Minnesota. I think sometimes we don't yeah. stop and take stock of what a blessed state we live in, really. Yeah, because it's uh, Minnesota. Who would think that's cool? But. <laughs> no, Minnesota's pretty awesome. Archbishop Hepta up in the Twin Cities, and he and I have been friends for a long time, and he's a great presence. Um, you know, so there's a lot of energy in Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely, and and excited to have you be part of it. I think I even said that uh, after the press conference. I said, "Welcome to to joining uh, Father Mike Schmitz in the in the state uh, for for Catholic media in Minnesota." So, mm-hmm. uh, really excited yeah. to have you. Uh, before we go, I did want to share the details again uh, on the uh, that weekend of your installation. So Friday night there will be solemn vespers at six o'clock uh, here in Rochester at the Co Cathedral. Uh, and then the next day on uh, Friday, well, Friday is the installation, so Thursday night. No, Thursday Vesper. night is the Vespers. Right? Vespers, yeah. okay. Right. I wanted yep. to make sure I got that right. So Thursday night, Solemn Vespers, 6 p.m. at the uh, the Co-Cathedral mm-hmm. here in Rochester. If you've never been to Solemn Vespers, it's a really cool uh, liturgy that the church has. Um, it's uh, it's a chance to go to that anyway, but uh, to pray in a special way for Bishop Barron as he as he prepares to become uh, be installed as bishop of this diocese. The uh, installation mass will take place the following day here in Rochester on Friday at ten thirty, and uh, then there will be a mass of Thanksgiving at ten thirty at the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart in Winona. So um, again, uh, that uh, the installation mass itself will be ticketed you know it'll be a certain amount of people just to make sure you know fire codes and all those sorts of things uh, but the vespers and the mass of thanksgiving will be open to the public so if you get a chance uh, make sure to join uh join in prayer for bishop Barron as he as he undertakes this uh this uh this ministry here in the diocese of winona rochester it's a big job and uh before we let you go bishop would you give us your blessing sure be happy to May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and all your listeners forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop, for joining us this morning. Thank you, You're welcome. Presence My Live listeners, uh, for joining us. And uh, after the break, we'll have the newest priest, the baby priest of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Father Michael Churchill. He has arrived here in studio slash coffee shop uh, and will be joining us after the break. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.